Hey everyone, if you like the content that you're hearing, uh, please support the show. Uh, we have subscriptions up right now for a monthly dollar a month or up to whatever donation you feel uh, comfortable with. And also, you can hit my link R, which is in uh, the description of the show, uh, to send me donations for Venmo and Cash App. And all this goes into bringing in better quality and also better content. So thank you. Have a good day. Gotta holler if you really feeling this. Gotta holler if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holler if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. Ay. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I gotta keep it a hundred. We gotta stop all the stunting. You know we coming from nothing. Yo, you talking about money, you bluffing. We gotta do something different. We gotta change how we living. We gotta do better for women. We gotta do better for children. We gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian. It doesn't matter your religion. You gotta stand against the system, or else you're just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling? Hello everyone, my name is Jamar Jabari, and a lot has happened in the past few days for me. I apologize about how this might sound, if it doesn't sound professional. My mic is at my original apartment. I'm in uh, hotels right now. I don't want to get all the way into it, but everyone is listening on Spotify. Thank you all for, for, for uh, listening, and, and uh, I have a new special guest. His name is John Parker. He is the candidate for the Peace and Freedom Party for Senate in California. Um, it's uh, Kamala Harris' old seat, right, that you're uh, looking looking to uh, replace? Yeah, well, now it's Alex Padilla because she was um, she had she left to become the the, the, the vice president. But I did yeah. run I did run against her in uh, I don't know if it was 2016 or 2018, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't Alex win. Okay. <laughs> and he's a Democrat, right? But there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, th- I think I'm a little familiar with her, with, with him. Um, so I'm, I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. When As soon as I found out about you, I was like, this is awesome. Dude has great politics. Um, I'm a PSL member myself, and I know that the, the California branch has had some candidates run with your party as well, too. Um, mm-hmm. like Gloria La Riva. Um, and so I was like, I gotta get, I gotta talk to this guy. I gotta talk to this guy. And then <laughs> I, um, w- when I first heard about you, um, it was through me talking to your opponent, um, Hank, uh, James Kahn from the green party. I, uh, I interviewed him as well too. I interviewed him twice. Um, so he told me about you and then I saw you on a zoom call as well for the voices of the dumbass as well too. Ah, right. And um, I interviewed someone from Ukraine that was from the Western side who was actually pro, um, you know, uh, Ukraine. Um, mm-hmm. He lives in Kiev and mm-hmm. he was saying a lot of things about, well, it's mostly the Russia's fault. And I was asking him, I really do feel like my country is using guys as a proxy. Um, so there's two great things about uh, how I'm honored to speak with you today, because you actually went to Ukraine. Um, it was in the Donbass area and you actually just came back, right? About a few days ago. Yeah. 
I just before we got on, I emailed you some of the photos. I don't yeah. know if you get it, but uh, yeah, I didn't get to look at them yet, but I'm gonna check them out. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely um, uh, you know, with this shooting in Buffalo, it really yeah. um, brings it home about this encouragement of white supremacy, and that's right. all about. The Ukraine, I mean, Biden won't tell you that, but that's that's a big right. part of this Ukraine issue. Um, and uh, folks- Yeah, and the, the, the issue with Buffalo is definitely like something that was a shocker to me because he also had like a Black Sun Signia on that was a Azov Battalion uh, yeah. Signia. And for people that don't understand what the Azov Battalion is, if you look them up, it literally says in their description that they're a neo-Nazi National Guard group for Ukraine. And I yeah. asked that guy... The dude in the last episode, people go back and listen to him. I asked him, "Are there Nazis there?" And he was trying to say there wasn't. There's only about five percent of an influence, and the battalions aren't Nazis. And I called him out and said, "But it literally says neo Nazis for the Azov Battalion." And he tried to dance his way around that. So yeah, it's really a scary reality that we're living in right now. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's just one of the groups. There's the right sector, and there's some other uh, groupings, neo-Nazi groupings. But the scary part is that they're they're officially part of the military, and then yes. uh, you know Zelensky's appointing governors to Odessa, where they had that huge massacre of trade unionists yes. by this fascist. So the fascists, I, I was talking to a journalist in Belarus that was, that was there as well. And um, and I was saying, you know, what she think about the Nazi influence? And it's, the whole state is a fascist state right now. Mm. You know, one of the one of the evidences uh, of, of that is that um, you know we just had Victory Day, that day we celebrate the um, uh, the defeat of the Nazis. Right. Uh, that was May 9th. Right. And guess what? You can't celebrate that in Kiev. You can't celebrate. Is it yes, that's illegal to celebrate Victory Day. They have, I mean, he said something to try to cover himself. He said something about he celebrates it, but it's a uh, it's a curfew. If you celebrate it, you get arrested. Uh, so wow. it's so that tells you something <laughs> that he's so, he's so surrounded by those forces that he has to uh, being Jewish still. It's ironic right. as hell, but right. that's the fact. And 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 um, it's been growing and this influence and. There's been so many atrocities that have been done and they don't get prosecuted, these folks. So it's especially it's, it's pertinent to Dunbass, where I went to the Dunbass region, because that's where they for the last eight years, they killed 14000 people. And, you know, you talk to the folks in the shelters there and they all say they don't say all the military is is um, uh, Nazi force, but the the leadership of the forces they all say they're Nazis. They wear the black and the red. They wear the the sun. And we went to a a um, in Kremont. I'm probably saying it wrong. Crime Crime Scoey. K R Y M S K O Y E something. So anyway, we went to that village, um, and that had been where a Ukrainian military was um, had occupied, and then they were pushed out by the Lugansk People's Militia and the Russians. Uh, and we were going through the uh, the buildings that they were using with all the artillery we saw and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, and you look up on the wall. Wait, John, I don't want to cut you off, but before mm-hmm. you keep the story, I just wanted to confirm that the Lugansk people are still fighting the Kiev regime, and they're fighting alongside with Russia. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Up until so February, I just wanted to that was, for the audience. Yeah, up until February, it was about it was a hundred percent Lugansk People's Republic uh, fighters yeah. militia, and they had some Russian advisors because they always try to tell you a different thing that it was just right. all Russia. But after February, when they asked, they pleaded for the Russians to come in and save them from these this this horrible assault that they'd gone through for eight years. There, there were about 150,000 or so of the Ukrainian military on the border ready to go into Donbass. Mm-hmm. Ready, uh, the person from Belarus told me they were also ready to go into Belarus because they oh, saw wow. them as collaborators. But anyway, what stopped a genocide, a humanitarian crisis that was about to happen, was that the Russians came in and protected them. But anyway, they were, so they're in this village and we're walking around and we see them in the building and I'm looking up and I see a swastika. And then I see uh, the sun, the black sun uh, symbol, right, right on the mm-hmm. same wall. Um, I'm going to bring up the black sun symbol so people can see what it looks like, so they can recognize it here in the States. Yeah. I'll continue talking. I apologize. Oh, you're going to get it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see a picture of it, too, of the wall. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so we saw that, um, and I actually, I, I knew people were going to be skeptical and say, oh, well, they just probably just painted it there for 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 your benefit and so i i you know i licked my i didn't know any scientific way the most scientific way i could figure out that it wasn't just painted there was i took my finger and licked it and rubbed it up against the thing and my -hmm. finger was clean nothing came off so it it had been there for a while um but uh many people saw those things um there's other uh, books mind conf other things that that have been they've left behind so it's um I mean, actually, Newsweek did a whole expose on it in January about the Nazi influence in Ukraine and the fact that there's so many that uh, dollars that get in U.S. dollars that go to them. Uh, yeah. In two, 2015, John Conyers did a uh, um, he and another congressperson passed a bill, tried to pass a bill that would uh, make it so that the money that's going to uh, Ukraine. Uh, could not go to the Nazis. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's the black sun symbol. And um, yeah, and so we saw that and the swastika. So there was a bill in, two, I think it was 2015, where they said, mm-hmm. you can't, uh, you know, this money can't go. They can go to the Ukrainian military or whatever, but not to the Nazis, uh, the Azov specifically. Um, the Pentagon stepped in and said, oh, no, we don't worry about it. We'll make sure it doesn't happen. So that bill got wiped off the floor. So actually the money wow. is... Billions of dollars. Blackwater is training them, and they don't call themselves Blackwater anymore. Now they call themselves Academy. And that's but, the mercenary yeah. group that that's, that's that was hired by the U.S. that has mm-hmm. done other operations in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, they do their they do their dirty work, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they can say, "Oh, we didn't do it." You know, the Blackwater did it. Right. Um, training billions of dollars, and since before 2014, I think, and since 2004, they spent 22.4 billion dollars. For regime change in in the Ukraine, wow. um, so it's a it's definitely a, a big and it's frightening. And this thing in Buffalo just makes it more frightening because they said that that um, he said he was inspired by this guy in New Zealand. Yeah. Well, this is the same person, the New Zealand person who went into the mosque and killed all those people. Mm-hmm. Guess where he was before he did that? <laughs> he was what? in the Ukraine getting training, like the thousands of others. There's thousands of people that have gone through Ukraine. Oh and been trained with the Azov Battalion, and then they come back. So that that's another big thing that um, some Congress people were trying to 
to stop. But yeah, yeah, it's but, it's, it's, it's become so the center the, of fascism now. Yeah, so clearly the Pentagon has their nails into this, and they're benefiting off of regime change. And mm-hmm. this is a resource war. We all know this. It's all about the competitive sea with oil as well, too, between Russia, gas and oil, and mm-hmm. how Russia is just as big as a competitor with oil that than America is. Um, so my 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 thing is is that how far can this go? to the point where the media has to acknowledge this because the media has talked about this in the past. There's articles, tons of articles mm-hmm. from the nation, even the New York times acknowledge that there's Nazis there and how they're being get, get, getting funded money to get all these weapons, Israel. And then when people talk about how is Israel friends with these Nazis, Israel <laughs> is a Zionist state. It's yeah. white supremacy. It's not the Jewish people that are doing this. It's the Zionist, the Zionist mm-hmm. mindset that is in collaboration that has given these Nazis their their uh, weapons. It, yes, it sounds crazy. Yes, how could Zelensky, yeah. a Jewish president, be a part of a, a, a Nazi regime? Yes, he was voted in for peace. But clearly when he got in, they dug his nails into him. And I honestly feel like he has to do yeah. this or they're going to kill him. It's... Because have you seen, have have you heard of how they also, um, like, protest against Zelensky as well, too? His own military? Like, the mm-hmm. Azov, and, like, they burned uh, puppets that look like him. Like, mm-hmm. they're anti-Semitic against him just as much as anti-Semitic against any other Jewish person in Europe. Right. right. Well, I figure it's like Obama, you know, Obama put uh, help secure Africa into Africa. Yeah. And, so it's like, and he also said that it was okay to have all these military weapons in the black communities uh, that the police yeah. use. So yeah, it, that's the new trick now that the, that they're sm- so smart about doing. If you want to, if you want to defy women's issues, you use a woman. If you want to defy black issues, you use a black person. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that? Do you think there's going to get a point where all these people? That are being trained by Azov, they're going to make enough noise around the world where the media is going to have no choice but to tell the whole truth. Because I feel like they they know, but they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, and there's so many atrocities that are going on. Like I said, in the last eight years in the Donbass region, I mean, torture, rape, and these folks—they've got a history. The the nationalists, the Ukrainian nationalists, have a history, even before World War II, of yeah. very brutal torture and and just really sick stuff that they do and as we know in world war ii they were the collaborators and and to this day one of the folks who were doing the worst of the of the human rights violations step on uh bandera um he's being honored right now they have statues and streets named after this guy and some other collaborators right now and he's one of the world's biggest nazis that have ever been (laughs) He and it's open, and they're openly celebrating this guy. They don't want to celebrate Victory Day, but they'll celebrate Stepan Bandera. So it's it, it really shows, you know, and this is what's encouraging white supremacists all around the world and right. even in this country, like we just saw. And so it's so dangerous. I mean, Biden's he's he, the last time he was in Congress, he was talking about fun, 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 the police. You know, he likes the fun white supremacists. Yeah. And then he talks about, oh, white supremacy is bad. Well, why are you funding it then? <laughs> exactly. exactly. And Kamala Harris was up there cheering him. Yeah, fun, fun, fun the police, right? Yeah. 
It's a trick. Well, she a whole cop herself, so it's you know. All right, right. <laughs> that's right. She playing for the team, you know. She put yeah. all those black people in jail in Cali. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really, it's, they really know how to do it, you know. The, oh, it's it's just so us beautiful. against us. It's theater. <laughs> it's really just the best theater ever because they're so convincing, mm -hmm. and Americans are not seeing this unless they do what you do. Go over there, mm -hmm. and get scared the crap out of what you see like yeah. jesus christ um I, I, let's talk about stefan bandera real quick because i feel like that is a very important part of the history of ukraine because a lot of people don't know that ukraine has never really been united um and when they until they became neutral for a while but even in the past they weren't united and there were also uh russian speaking ukrainians that were pro russia and the USSR was there, but then there was also pro-Ukrainian-speaking Ukrainians, and maybe it was some Russian-speaking Ukrainians I was part of them as well, too. I don't want to say it was all of them, but they sided with Germany, and Germany was able to use Ukraine to try to infiltrate Russia. And Stefan Bandera killed 33, was it 33,000 Jewish people mm -hmm. that he massacred? So he, like was, that, right? he was putting in that work for Hitler. Yeah. yeah. And those values... Just like America, how what happened in the past has never left and it stepped down into other families. And a lot of families took those values with them. And now this is what you have. So for someone to say um, that, that there's no Nazis in Ukraine and we have to stand with Ukraine, it's literally what side are we standing for? Are we standing for the side right. that's not fascist or are we standing for the side that is fascist? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there, there, in 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 relation to that, to uh, the the German Nazis, yeah, because they were doing so many horrible things to the Polish people, uh, yeah. mass graves and everything, and they, the German Nazis were protecting the Polish, protecting the Polish people from from some of the Ukrainian nationalists because they were so they were just oh, so wow. brutal that they they wow. they were just too brutal for the German Nazis. How do you out brutal a German? Yeah, Nazi? right. It is something <laughs> it's really but it's 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 uh it's this ultra it just shows how dangerous racism and and white supremacy and fascism is they feed each other um and it's it they it spreads like wildfire and they're they're saying oh well if you're they wouldn't even let them speak the language i, I was interviewing yes. some people in the shelters and um they're complaining about their children uh couldn't really understand how to understand their work because they were no longer allowed to use Russian language and they spoke, that's what they spoke, mm -hmm. but they weren't allowed to use it, especially when it comes to the exact sciences like math and they, mm -hmm. they couldn't see what was written. They couldn't understand it. But um, that was the kind of the level is you can't even speak your language. It's, wow. it's so it's, it's really an intense form of racism. And like I said, it spreads like wildfire. And when people see it coming up, we got to take it serious. We can't say, Oh, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, everyone is like, no, it's not real. Yeah. At work, I had to have these conversations with certain people that wanted to talk about it. And I'm like, you, if you're going to keep coming up to me asking me these questions, you're going to have to listen to what I'm telling you. And, mm. and, and, you're, and then you can judge what I say because I'm listening to you and then you're like shooting it down and I'm giving you all this information. And then when you see something like what happened in Buffalo and then you read about like how he had a black sun symbol, do you look into that? Now you want to yeah. be like, oh my God, Jamar, you're right. Like that happened mm. to me this last two days. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, it's, it's, easy for, it's easy easy for us to understand the dangers of white supremacy, but it's so funny how you have to kind of convince white folks sometimes that, yeah, it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. and I get it because like in certain, popula- certain populations that they, they probably don't feel threatened because they're not going after um, right. white people. But if you're white and you're Jewish, you're in trouble. If right. you're Russian and you're, and, and you're, you're white. Right, you're right. Just, they use that against you, know, you, yeah. You don't get saved. (laughs) It's that that racism, whether it's racism against white or racism against whatever, whatever they try to use, although it's 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 compounded when they use your African ethnicity. But whatever they try to use, it's it's dangerous. Yeah. Now, on the Russophobic, because I've asked uh, Ivan about that. And he gave me this speech about how his wife is, is Russian, Ukrainian. And he allows her to speak Russian, allows. <laughs> and he doesn't see any of that of wiping of, of, of Russia, of Russian speaking language. But when the last time you heard Zelensky speak Russian, when he is actually Russian Ukrainian descent from the Donbass region, you haven't heard him speak it at all. And he actually has been pretending to not actually speak it that well. Or maybe he can't, maybe he forgot yeah. some of it. But I don't buy it. I feel like if you're raised in this family that speaks Russian, you're not going to forget that because you learned that at a young age. I don't buy yeah. it at all. Mm. I feel like it's a front. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he's an he's an actor, so yeah, yeah. So he's, he knows how to <laughs> act. But they actually, but they passed the laws. The laws were on the books that said you know that that limited your ability to speak uh, the Russian language. Mm. So it's they. Yeah, so this is law, it. people that's listening. It's in the law. So I'm guessing that they are banning it, like you said, in the schools. They're probably banning it, like wiping history away, trying to make it adjacent. It could be a lot of tactics of what they're doing. And they're probably just killing people in the streets to speak in Russian as well, too. Yeah, yeah, it's, huh. it's, it's, yeah it's really a scary uh, situation over there right now. And it's scarier now that all the U.S. is sending all those javelins and and all the yeah. other high-tech weaponry. I mean, we saw a lot of the weaponry that they had there, but um, the stuff that's coming now with the U.S. is... Although I talked to one of the Russian soldiers who said that... Who was saying that... Uh, well, yeah, some of the, a lot of the stuff that they send, they send it to us. Because basically they're in, in, <laughs> they get it before it gets to them. Hopefully that's, that's the case. <laughs> that's confirming what I saw on Twitter, that this Russian soldier had a video of all this confiscated U.S. weapons. <laughs> oh, my God. They, they just got that place on lock now. Like, it, they're trying mm-hmm. to say they're losing. I mean, well, today I've heard breaking news that Azov has surrendered, but the West is trying to make it sound like something different. Is that? Is yeah, that one of the towns, Azovstal, I think it's called, one of those towns that they surrendered at. Um, um, but, yeah. So, oh, so they gave up a town. Yeah, I think it's I think it's called Azovstal, Azovstal. Um, okay, um, but they're still, yeah, they're still, still an organization, still part of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How, they, how long do you think this conflict is going to last? Are you seeing years? Are you seeing? Um, I don't know. It's just it's just so dangerous right now that it can go to Europe. There was a there was an article in Newsweek about with these um, Pentagon advisors. And they're mm-hmm. they're all Air Force officers and other military officers, and some of them even had had uh, told, advised on where you hit 
targets in Afghanistan and Iraq and all that. And they're still currently advisors, but they were speaking anonymously so that they can tell the truth. And they, they were doing it because they're worried that this is going to turn into World War Three and, and spread mm. into Europe. So they, so, but, so, so they were answering the question about Putin being uh, targeting civilians. Right. And they all said that's not true. He hasn't been targeting civilians at all. Uh, and they were surprised at how much he hadn't done because, you know, they're used right. to what the U.S. does. Yeah. Newsweek, <laughs> Newsweek even said that in the first 24 days of the bombing, um, the bombing by Russia and the sorties by Russia, right. uh, in that first 24 days, the U.S. surpassed that in one day in Iraq in their bombing. Wow. So these are the kind of facts that aren't. That's why we felt like we had to go over there. Mm-hmm. to just see it for ourselves, to tell people and bring back the pictures and the evidence and all that kind of stuff. Because um, otherwise, there's such a barrage of, of stuff that it's fooling. Even the anti-war movement is getting fooled by this yes. thing. And know? that's that's another question I was going to get into. I love yeah. how that flowed because we as socialists are anti-war and we have to always be anti-war unless it's class war. Okay, when, when, when we're going against these oligarchs, we have to defend ourselves from the capitalist dogs. That's the only time. But we are always anti-war. And you're starting to see people on the left that maybe they don't identify as socialists, but they have always said they're anti-war. They're sounding like pro-war son of a bitches at this point now. And it's so annoying. It's crackling the left even yeah. further. Because now people are going back and forth with this Russian phobic nonsense. Yeah, yeah, and we know the difference between you know uh, that the Palestinians have a right to 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 fight however they can to, to defend exactly. themselves, um, and and when you're you know Russia is like a, it's not an imperialist country as we know it's that it doesn't export capital it no. just exports raw materials its technological level is not near Western Europe or U.S. Um, and other factors. But um, uh, and you got this imperialist giant, the United States, using Ukraine as a proxy war against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just look at it. Who are who are Russia's allies? Well, they're Cuba, Nicaragua, Iran, Syria, Venezuela, all of these countries that are targeted by the United States. Yeah. And it's Russia that's been the country that's that's helped uh, ease the economic sanctions and discourage the military um, operations from those right. countries. So if, if NATO wins in this thing, this is going to hurt this this whole class of folks um, that are that are aligned with the working class. And so so kind of like a small, like a small. Wouldn't it be a smaller reaction of what happened when the Soviet Union fell, when North Korea went into a famine, and and Cuba got was destabilized for a little bit. Well, they still kind of are, but they're fighting and they got the best healthcare program in the world. So Yeah, right, like, in spite of that. Right. <laughs> right. But do you think it's going to be like that? Like there's just going to be a collapse of would China be able to help or or Yeah, well mostly the Well, that's the other problem. If 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 they're able to get a foothold uh in uh, against Russia and mm-hmm. totally uh neutralize it, uh, their next step is China. They're they're going towards China and Russia's yeah. in the way. So it's it's be dangerous for the whole world. Um, yeah. And yeah, it makes the economic sanctions. They'd be more empowered to, to do that and all these other kinds of ways that after the collapse of the Soviet Union, so many things happened. Like the African National Congress right. wasn't able to 
secure its uh, the revolution or anything like that because they didn't they weren't in control of the military and right. once it collapsed happened they didn't have their military ally <laughs> so right. yeah so it's a whole bunch of things will be bad for our class if this happens and folks aren't really talking about the NATO expansion in the last 20 years they doubled mm-hmm. um, and they doubled after 1990 they said the the Warsaw Pact unilaterally unilaterally uh, disbanded itself because of that stupid ass Gorbachev. But um, <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. No I'll like give Gorbachev. up all my weapons. I'll give up everything, you know. And and they said, okay, well, we promise we're not going to go towards Russia. We promise. Yeah, they promised. All right. They doubled yeah. and they surrounded Russia in 1999. Yeah. They bombed Yugoslavia, 10,000 homes, passenger right. trains, journalists, Chinese journalists, and then right. Iraq, then Syria, then, you know, they just. They just went, they, they they felt like they could do it. So they did it. But um, mm-hmm. so by that NATO expansion is probably the most dangerous thing in the world yes. today. Um, Finland so is trying to do now, Sweden. Yeah. Um, Turkey's trying to take advantage of it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if you want to join, um, I don't know if you should join. <laughs> but that, you know, that just means Erdogan wants something in the deal. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that always means what Erdogan wants. He's, mm-hmm. he's like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you're right. They promised the Soviet Union. Gorbachev believed them that they were not going to uh, expand NATO. And here we are, 20 years later. They're they're bigger. They have free. Why do they have Colombia? They have Colombia of all places. Mm-hmm. Colombia is not even in the right. region of what NATO is supposed to be at. They mm-hmm. won. The Soviet Union fell. So why is NATO still existing? And a lot of Europeans, I've been listening to them, they feel like this is a form of colonialism from the United States, and which mm-hmm. I am so shocked upon because I'm like, oh, my God, Europe is being colonized by the United States. Hmm. It, it, it blows my brain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you see that these Europeans are now saying, like, we feel like the United States is colonizing us and taking control of our deter- self-determination economic growth. And that's that's interesting. Well, I read today about the in Britain, the um, uh, about the the fact that they can't get fish and chips now because of the the oil and the cod and all this kind of the supply chain problems that are having because of the war and stuff. So I'm like, damn, Britain can't get fish and chips. They must be pissed off. <laughs> they <can't get> <laughs> yeah, they're going through a lot, you know, and, 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 and Russia is right for saying pay us in our actual dollars, pay us in rubles mm-hmm. because they're trying to they, they, they did it. They stole like 100, or I think 300 billion from from their bank. The United States did recently. Is that it's so it's so criminal that the U.S. can just steal from Venezuela and they stole nine point. Well, they froze the assets of Afghanistan of nine point mm-hmm. five billion dollars. And now only five percent of the people are going to be able to uh, to to eat, uh, to not to not be food deprived. And a yeah. million children are going to die just because of the frozen assets that the what the, the U.S. stealing their money. Like and that's that. not making headlines at all. They're still focused yeah. on Ukraine. Our, Nothing, yeah. our democratic government, which is technically the left, is starving children in Afghanistan right. right now. They're going to kill uh, a million children, but right. what? And then that doesn't even mention what they're doing in Somalia and Yemen. Right. That the tens of millions that are going to die because of their partnership with Saudi Arabia. Now I think right. Trump. Uh, well, Trump. 
I call Trump. him Trump now. It's so easy. There you just So who's who? Um, but now Biden's talking about sending troops to Somalia. That And they bombed Somalia the same day that the Russian intervention happened in February. Yeah. They bombed Somalia and killed civilians. But yep. it wasn't mentioned. It wasn't mentioned. Not at all. And they, they weren't doing them. it to, to stop a genocide. <laughs> they they bombed Yemen too. Or what, no, Saudi Arabia bombed Yemen that same week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the U.S. is helping them, you know, assisting in that that war. And it's it's really it's and they talk about terrorism and Al Qaeda came out of Afghanistan because right from Mujahideen and then the Taliban. That's the U.S. creations. ISIS from Iraq and in 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 Yemen, that's the the, they're working with Al Qaeda. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the uh, the folks in Yemen, the the Houthis are. Uh, there's another the better word to say for it. I, I forgot what it was though. But yeah. um, the Al Qaeda is working to align with the United States yeah. in, in that. Yeah, but they won't tell you that. Yeah, they won't tell you that. Yeah, but everybody that goes over there sees it. They say it. Then they bring it here. They're like, "What? No, no, no." Propaganda, but this is true. They use ISIS to 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 possibly uh, destabilize Syria against mm-hmm. Assad. Yeah. And the hush hush thing um, about it is, since you were there, did you see any U.S. troops there? In, uh, know, in Syria? Yeah, no, um, in Ukraine. I apologize. Oh, Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh, Ukraine. Um, Do you see any British uh, officials? Any U.S. U.S. US troops in, in Ukraine? Uh, oh no, I mean not. Not. I was just in Lugansk. Okay. And they're okay. in that Donbass region, that part. <laughs> they weren't going to be around there. No. <laughs> no, no. They'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's I was in Donbass and in Russia, too. But, uh, yeah. They yeah because there. just like Obama said, there's no U.S. troops in Syria during his term, there were. Mm. He did it on the hush, he did it on the low. And Trump confirmed that they were also shooting Russian soldiers there. Mm-hmm. Right. Russian soldiers there. Right. Well, basically, I'm hearing from my understanding that Russia and the United States have already been in a conflict on the hush side yeah. for a while now. And the reason why they're not blowing this out of proportion is because this could cause a World War Three if it's mm-hmm. if all this comes out. So I'm thinking yeah. maybe there could be some operatives there in Ukraine right now assisting uh, the Kiev regime uh, against Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and the, with Finland and uh, Sweden talking about joining NATO too, it's mm-hmm. it's really a dangerous time right now, and they just keep feeding this war, and feeding it, and then feeding it and starving us. Right, right. The, this COVID crisis is starting to come up again. The COVID cases and things, and a million over a million people died of COVID in this country. And More people sent, than the Trump administration. Yeah, and they sent sixteen billion dollars of what's supposed to be COVID relief. Biden sent sent it over to Ukraine for his for his white supremacist friends over there, and then and then he uh, he, he did the same thing here. Um, the aid that was supposed to go to the relief that's supposed to go to all the cities in the country, the ARP I think it's called ARPA, uh, something like that. Um, that and Trump passed another thing, the CARES Act or something. But it's anyway, it's COVID relief uh, mm-hmm. funds, uh, and it's all going to the police. They're wow. using the money. I think San Francisco used 194 million of the money for the police instead of, uh, especially these people that are, these police forces that were so-called defunded. Uh, yeah. uh, they're making that up with this COVID money. And mm-hmm. when Biden was in New York, 
he encouraged that idiot Eric Adams mayor. He, he encouraged him yeah. to use COVID funds for the police. So wow. he's he likes to use COVID funds for white supremacists too. Uh, this is this is this. Uh, so I so this is a great way to talk about your campaign. Um, if if you can make if you make it, I, I look if you win. Like what can you change? What what will you be pushing for? Um, what are the, the the two top things? If we could say that, let's go with one and two. Of like, what could you be pushing for to get working class people um, in California a better uh, a better chance as, as a, a senator? Yeah, well, there's so many there's so many crises right now, right. Um, the economic crises, but also we got global warming how much longer do we have to mm-hmm. ignore this this big crisis um that's that's happening the united states isn't taken seriously so one of the things in the environmental thing is it's the whole platform on how to stop the the global warming how to stop the um the um uh, the use of fuel when we don't have to but uh figuring out a plan to do that and then and, and there are things that could be done right now that that would help uh, right, qual- qualitatively, but they're not being done because they they eat into folks' profits. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is the um, you know the economic crisis of inflation. Right. It's the highest it's ever been in forty years, what, and yes, which is. means they can't either food, gas, rent. It's 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 causing a lot of poverty right now. It's so extensive, and not to mention what it's doing in Latin America and Africa. That's mm-hmm. much, much worse. But that's a huge problem, that, that inflation. And a lot of that is because of now, of course, the the ruling class is going to say, OK, this is how we deal with inflation. Create more unemployment um, and we give more money to the to the to the rich, to the monopolies and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And but that's not the problem. The problem is the supply side. It's that there's a there's a problem because they the ruling class doesn't want to invest in manufacturing and they want to invest in whatever gives them the highest profit, which is going to be, you know, playing with cryptocurrency or playing with some stock option shenanigans and all those kinds mm-hmm. of things, the financial assets, mm-hmm. but not actually making something that we need, the roads, bridges, all those kinds of things. If they did that, that would solve the, the supply chain problems. Like right now, mm-hmm. if you buy a used car, it costs you a, a ton of money because they can't, the car manufacturing is done. So all these things can be done if they do it the right way, but they don't want to because they're chasing profits. So that's mm-hmm. another thing. The other thing is, you know, we're still, we're still uh, in fear and in terror in our, and especially in black and brown communities from the police, the biggest terrorist force there. Right. And that's not being dealt with. The Washington Post said a thousand people are killed every year. And that every hasn't year. changed in 2015. Right. So it's run. And um, so, you know, and the biggest percentage of that is going to be black and brown people. So right. that's another thing that hasn't gone away. And these defunding stuff isn't it's just too easy to get out, get away from that defunding. They need to take their arms away. They need to take that that the, community, <laughs> the communities that are suffering should be able to take over the police departments, create their own police department, have the money and training and the funding that they get. I mean, I, we know plenty of people who need a job, who right, right. be willing to protect their communities, have honor doing that and, mm-hmm. and wouldn't shoot everybody. You know, so right. so that's another thing that those communities should have the right to uh, their own uh, police forces or own safety patrols or whatever they want to call it. 
And that has been done before in many other countries. Mm-hmm. Right. It's nothing too crazy. Just, just so the audience can understand, they probably freak out, like, "Oh my God, you're gonna, you're gonna dissolve the police and have the community create their own form of uh, social justice and the protection for their own community." That has been done before mm-hmm. in other countries. Right. And also, it has already been done within indigenous communities. They have mm-hmm. already created their own form. They had no prisons here. The Native Americans had no prisons here. They had their mm-hmm. own way of policing mm-hmm. their people. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it, it was more effective, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah we're, it became a business locking people up here. It's not mm-hmm. even about public. Yeah, it's a business, and it, it's, it's the ruling class. It's the state that wants to keep us in fear because they know they can't provide the social services that they were supposed to provide. We're in this um, this this crisis of uh, overproduction, a crisis of the falling rate of profit. And mm-hmm. so all they can do is give us austerity and take our social services. So they know people are going to fight back. They're going to want to protest. So that's what the cops are there for, to keep you from protesting, keep you, keep you in fear mm-hmm. in your house, not wanting to do anything apathetic. And so, so that's what, so we know that's what their purpose is. And we know we got to get rid of them. Right. Right. I was at a Palestinian rally um Sunday and we talked about how the IDF for people that don't understand the IDF is the Israeli Defense Force they are the they are the the uh the organization that is killing unarmed Palestinians mm. um shooting journalists they just killed yeah. another journalist yeah. um, they're shooting medics they're shooting nurses mm-hmm. anyone that's helping the Palestinians is fair game. And yeah. we talked about how the training is also coming here. And a lot of police, also in New Haven, where I'm from, the last mayor we had sent their police chief to Israel to learn yeah. about how to uh, take down citizens better, uh, more other taxes are more efficient to condense yeah. a crowd. And you start seeing that within the police all around the cameras and stuff, the, the, the putting their knee on your neck, that yeah. IDF tactic. And they did that to George Floyd. You saw that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the shooting at journalists that you saw during the riots, journalists that are not even part of riots, they're just covering it. That is right. an IDF yeah. tactic. And you saw our American police shoot mm-hmm. at journalists. So it's coming here on yeah. a more brutal way. Than it's, it's already brutal, but they're getting more training on a more brutal scale. Well, but yeah. And this is in the face of the fact that since 1993 to 2000 and something, it's, uh, the cr- uh, crime has gone down like 49%. But police funding has gone up uh, 40 times, uh, 40%. I think it's gone up 40% um, in, since those periods. But but. Yeah, the funding's going up, the crime's going down. So what's, what is it for? So it's, it's not for crime. It's not to keep us safe. No. It's to try to keep us repressed. And yeah. so, yeah, that's 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 why we say you know just no, the funding's not enough. You got to take out you to fund them. They can still have money to have a bullet in their thing that's going to kill our children. Right. So we got to take that bullet away. Right. Right. I don't want to take any more of, of your time. And actually, I don't want to chance more with this Wi-Fi because I'm starting to see a little bit. It's uh, oh. <laughs> starting to act up. But I would definitely love to have you back on at another time, man. 
And uh, is there any, if one, I usually do final words. So is there any, anything else you'd like to tell my audience of anything about your campaign, uh, where they can find you as well too. I have your, uh, your, uh, this website here at the bottom for people to see. Yeah. Well, well, the the problem with this war is that I, I when I when I usually when I run I talk about socialism, but mm-hmm. the, this war has got us just like oh my god World War Three we got to really concentrate on this, but the fact is that uh, we really have to take over the means of production. We we have to make the decision of where uh, the electric the bill is going to go, whether they're going to spend money on on rockets for Ukraine or baby formula. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, right. so these these things aren't going to get settled unless people have a voice and are mm-hmm. able to uh, control these things. We make the profits. We make mm-hmm. we make the wealth. Uh, we generate the wealth. It can't happen without working people. So we should be the ones to decide how that wealth is going to get used. Right. For baby formula or for war. Um, so that's Actually, what baby <laughs> yeah. so that's what this campaign is all about, because I know I'm not going to win, but we can reach oh, tens on. of thousands of people. <laughs> we have some socialist candidates in the in America that there yes. are city council and, and all over. <laughs> that's true. And I got the endorsement of the Green Party and the uh, Peace and Freedom Party and the Green Party. And um, I think actually the D, uh, uh, DSA, DSA sent out a voter guide. And uh, Knock mm-hmm. LA, LA and DSA sent out a voter guide. And I think they recommended me. And I was really shocked. Wow. Yeah, the DSA has been very, uh, very far left lately. I saw like they're not like peddling with the Democrats as much anymore. That's still, <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. Let's yeah, hope. right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming. Well, the truth is out there, and you can't. You, 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 if you're honest, you got to just you know go with the truth. Yeah, exactly. The truth is, it's, capitalism doesn't work. So, yeah. so I want to thank you so much for coming on, John Parker. And thank you so much for everything that you do. Like that takes a lot of guts to be able to go to a, a country that is at war and, and be brave enough to come back with reports and stuff. Like yeah. it, that's just amazing, man. I, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I, I, I practice running so I can always run. <laughs> that's <laughs> real. That's real. <laughs> well, I want to wish you the rest of uh, good luck in the rest of your day. I know that it's yeah. like 2 p.m. there. So you got uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's the evening here for us. So we're almost done. But enjoy the rest of your day, brother. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. This is a fantastic show you got. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I'd love to see you again. And for everybody else, have a good day. Blank period, yeah. On my black, brown, and indigenous. Gotta holla if you really feeling this. Gotta holla if you really real enough. Other rappers is delirious. Yeah, it's really that serious. Better holla if you really feeling me. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. We gonna win in the end. Yeah, we gonna live in abundance. I gotta keep it a hundred. If you don't like it, then fuck it. We gonna win in the end, yeah, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, I gotta give it a hundred, we gotta stop all the stunting, you know we coming from nothing, yo, you talking about money, you bluffing, we gotta do something different, we gotta change how we living, we gotta do better for women, we gotta do better for children, we gotta listen to victims, whether Jewish or Muslim or Christian, it doesn't matter your religion, you gotta stand against the system. Or rush you just another villain. How you just sitting there chilling?